0: You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Cleary. Sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.
1: Welcome Nick. back into the happy
0: hour. Nick saying? found an interesting stat.
1: We're, we're back here on the happy hour, 93.7, the ticket, theticketfm.com. Uh, Nick and Rico hanging out with you guys. 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Heyman text line, both those open for you guys, the uh, the entire show today. Oh, okay, so I, I was looking a little deeper into Wisconsin, because now we, we kind of fully shift our focus. Early in the week's obviously a little bit of coaching discussion. Um, now it's it's time to little. I mean, Nebraska's still got a game on Saturday, and at some point, Rico, I want to have the conversation of pros and cons of waiting till the end of the season to name a head coach when you fired your head coach three games in. Okay, I, I think that that conversation could be could okay. be intriguing. Maybe okay. we'll have to push that off to next week. After. Yeah,
0: let me let me get some stuff together. Yeah, maybe we need to think about
1: that. Okay, so. Uh, inside on Wisconsin a little bit. So, Braylon Allen has 1,029 yards rushing this year, um, 189 carries. Anthony Grant has 188 carries for 880 yards. And so, what's interesting about that, Braylon Allen has one more rush than Anthony Grant this season... He has four more touchdowns and a couple hundred yards more as well. Mm -hmm. What's wild here is you look at the production from Anthony Grant, and obviously it's easy for us to say Nebraska just hasn't ran the ball consistently over these last couple weeks. And when I say consistently, I mean give the ball off, chosen to run the ball consistently over these last couple weeks. I mean, I forgot for a moment... How hot this season started for Anthony Grant. Mm -hmm. You come out, 19 carries for 101 yards and two scores in the first game. 23 carries for 189 yards and two scores in the second game. 27 carries for 138 yards and a touchdown in the third game. And then against, against Indiana, you had 32 carries for 136 yards. But then, sprinkled in there, you have... Games that are 36 yards, 47 yards, 35 yards, 22 yards. And what's wild about this is Nebraska should have a 1,000-yard rusher already. Yes. Like, he he should be there. And and one of the keys that we talk, and this is with a poor offensive line.
0: I argue he should have been a 1,000-yard rusher by the Minnesota game. I, th- I think that would be valid because he yeah. would
1: he would be on pace. He was next to Braylon at, Allen, basically.
0: He was sitting at six or seven before the Purdue game, correct? If I'm if I'm not mistaken, no, it was after the Purdue game. I'd say
1: if I I can do I can do quick math here
0: because you had it was a, it was so it was after the Purdue game because you had a top ten rusher and a number one receiver. I would tell you this. So he was at around six
1: hundred or seven hundred. Well, through five games, he had 600 rushing yards. Yeah. Through five games. So then you add in the 47 plus 35 plus 61 that he got the following three. Drops off dramatically in terms of he only had 143 total yards. So this is what was the most frustrating for me, I think, is you talk about consistency and trying to figure out a way to stay competitive into games. And although Nebraska won their game following the Indiana game against Rutgers, right, because they played Indiana, then they went on the road at Rutgers on that Friday night, which some would think would be kind of a sneaky game. Anthony Grant has 136 yards on 32 carries, good for 4.5 yards per carry against Indiana. And the following week... You only give them the ball nineteen times.
0: Now, I like, I will say that Rutgers defense was being very stingy. That, that, in that, the that's run. another
1: thing we have to kind of take into account: is you're playing a little solid, more, little it more was, talented defense.
0: Despite Rutgers' struggles record-wise and wins-wise, they have a solid defense
1: statistically. At that time, they yes. did. At that time, they did. I'm not sure where they at right now. I mean, they were giving Michigan fits for a half. Okay. Well, I mean, look, I, I understand that, but. It's it a, It's not
0: a great defense. It's not gonna their their defense offense combo is not gonna win them many games as it hasn't. But their mm-hmm. defense is really good. But I,
1: anyway, so from from a program it's like standpoint, like Nebraska's
0: defense, you can only do so much when your offense goes three and out every time.
1: That's true. But I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not that. Crowning, Rutgers, I'm
0: not crowning them as you know the best defense in the Big Ten. I'm I understand just saying that Nebraska facing them, their rush defense is solid.
1: So once once again, from kind of a, a program standpoint, one of the keys that we gave at the beginning of the season for Nebraska to be successful is you got to have a thousand yard rusher, and, and Nebraska is probably well, he needs mm. one hundred and twenty. He needs one hundred and twenty yards. These, are really um, good,
0: these two defenses,
1: they are. But you also have weather to kind of take into account. But that's never stopped Nebraska before but I mean, the, from throwing I the I ball. The, so yeah. <laughs> I, I I guess here we are. Anthony Grant's hundred and twenty yards away from being from from rusher. being a thousand yard rusher. Plus you have to remember A. J. Allen, that's what's even more wild. AJ Allen gets hurt in the Fourth game. Oklahoma game, in Mickey Joseph's first game. So following that against Indiana, he has the thirty two carry, hundred and thirty six yard performance. And so you're thinking, okay, we're gonna see a heavy dose of of Anthony Grant here mm-hmm. because you don't have the second guy in A.J. Allen. I mean, healthy enough to go, obviously. And you follow it up with only one game that features over 20 carries for Anthony Grant. And that was against Minnesota when he had 10 touches in the first quarter.
0: So Was looking like he was going to yeah way over 100. Like,
1: here's the deal. Every single time Anthony Grant has over 20, 20 carries... He has rushed for over 115 yards. And when he's had... It's a recipe for success. When he's had 19 carries, he ran for 101 yards. But then you see the 13, 11, 12, 11.
0: When you see those
1: carries, or or amount of carries, you have 22 yards, 61 yards, 35 yards, 47 yards. He's a back that has to get going. Which and, that, and, that's, that's, and, it, like, and it, it looks nothing's new, and it looks like new it takes for Nebraska.
0: A, you know, over 15 carries, that's when he starts. You know, warming up, and then you get over 20, and
1: you know he's because he's a physical runner. You could also add that Mohamed Ibrahim in that Minnesota-Nebraska game had to get going. Yep, you had eight carries for 18 yards. So I, I just it's frustrating when at the beginning of the season. I mean, just think about this, and obviously this is all hypothetical. And unfortunately, in a season that Nebraska's three and seven once again. It's kind of all we can do right now is talk about some hypotheticals to a certain extent, or we're going to drive ourselves crazy. <laughs> but I mean, at the beginning of the season, something that a lot of people, not even just me and Rico, were saying, you got to figure out a way to establish a thousand-yard rusher. And Nebraska had that, especially through their first three games. Especially, I would also add, um, it through their first five games. Oklahoma kind of putting off to the side. You had Mickey Joseph, his first head coach or first game as a coach. It's a weird game. It, it was a weird game. Um, for everyone
0: involved, so yeah, Anthony
1: a- Anthony Grant has 36 rushing yards. Whatever, however, you were let's see around 500 when Anthony Grant was running the ball for over 100 yards a game. But now, when you look at these more disciplined defenses in the Big Ten West specifically, mm-hmm. you have an opportunity to stay in those games, especially an Illinois type game. Especially a Minnesota type game, I would even throw a Michigan type game in there as well. Purdue we can kind of put off to the side because the long ball, the deep you shot, it was working. That, you, you had you had, was working. you had to you had to keep scoring points as quick as you could to to stay in the game. But Nebraska, as Rico kind of said, and I, I agree with him, Nebraska should have had a thousand yard rusher go either going into Minnesota or, or after Minnesota. Yeah. And here we are on November 16th after 10 games of a season, and you have a guy that's still 120 yards away from running the ball or from, from rushing for 1,000.
0: This is how crazy this, this season has been. About five, six – What? Where? when was the Purdue game? Six or seven games? So five, six, seven games into the season. By then, you after that, there was a route to having a 1,000-yard rusher and a 1,000-yard receiver. Now, like like Nick said, you're 120 yards away from having a 1,000-yard rusher, and your 1,000-yard receiver has been almost non-existent the last What's few games.
1: What's crazy, so in our, in our Unnamed Texter, Enrico, I don't know if we're if we're missing this. Unnamed Texter sends in a, a, a thought. It's almost like the teams they played got better, and I suppose it's possible that Anthony Grant might not be as good as we thought. I, I don't know if this is a conversation of how good Anthony Grant is, And yes, we're not expecting maybe a 32-carry, 136-yard performance or a 23-carry, 189-yard performance that Anthony Grant had against North Dakota to come against Illinois or to Minnesota, but he ran for 21 21 times for 115 yards against Minnesota, and maybe we don't have a 100-yard game against Michigan, but you got to give him more than 11 attempts. 11-11 carries. As
0: we've said before, he, it seems as if he's a running back and needs to get going. And especially in the Big Ten, you've seen running backs who have struggled in the first half of games. And those teams don't deviate from their game plan. They're going to mm-hmm. keep handing it off. And after a while of banging bodies, the defenders kind of sort of move out of the way a little bit. And maybe your offensive line gets a little more confidence and starts moving people out of the way. And your running back has more room to run. Mm-hmm. But Nebraska doesn't do that, or they haven't done that the last few weeks. If the running game isn't working, they stop handing it off. And Anthony Grant is an amazing player. The offensive line isn't giving him much to work with, as you've seen in damn near every single game. He's trying to make people miss in the backfield. He gets the ball, and his first two steps are trying to get around somebody. So... so. Going after him and saying he might not be as good of a player as we thought he was. No, I think he's all of the player we thought mm-hmm. he is. It's finally... A, I don't uh, think he's getting a, jun- a lot of...
1: He's not getting a lot of help. I think it's... a Well, an offensive line plays a part, but I, w- I would also add that opportunities help. I mean, giving him the ball more than 11 times. I mean, you have... You have... Let's see. one, two, three, four, four of your 10 games, he's been given less than 12 carries. Four of your 10 games, in 40% of your games, almost half of your games, your starting running back has fewer than 12 carries. And in, in a rushing, like, we always say, we always put that blanket statement out here, if you got to run the ball in the Big Ten to be successful. And I, I, that's very true, we always put that blanket. And and rightfully so. But then you come out here, and you see them actually on paper. The the, the lack of... of opportunities or attempts on paper in front of you when they're all laid out on, for you that's what really gets me frustrated because like here here's the thing let's let's go ahead and go to Braylon Allen here cuz I'm curious to see how balanced Braylon Allen's are
0: and i mean even if your offensive line is one.
1: isn't you know the best offensive line just
0: giving giving them an opportunity to move some bodies, giving your running back an opportunity to handle the ball and, and make people miss and find the holes that the offensive line might find a way to create because there have been multiple times on, on some runs for for uh, Anthony Grant. As you saw at the, st- the first drive of the Minnesota game, the offensive line was moving Minnesota around, and you've heard many people that were on the sidelines close to that game. Minnesota's defense was gassed. They were, they were, they were ready to be done, and Nebraska stopped running it.
1: Here, here's a, here's just to kind of put things in perspective here. So, Braylon Allen, his fewest number of carries came against Illinois. He had eight. That was a game that Wisconsin had to throw a ton because they were down 34 to 10. Um, but the fewest amount of carries outside of that one against Illinois that Braylon's had, Braylon Allen's had in a game, 14. And he ran, he ran, it was in the first game of the season,
0: mm-hmm.
1: 14 against Illinois State, where they won 38-0. to He had 14 carries, 148 yards, and two touchdowns. So, I, I would imagine that it's one of those things where he got subbed out. Um, other than that, his fewest amount of carries... Like, against
0: a Power 5 opponent.
1: Against a Power 5 opponent came against Purdue, when he had 16... 16 carries, 113 yards, 7.1 yards per carry, and a touchdown. Also had 39 receiving yards. Um, but here you go against other Power 5 opponents. 23 carries against Ohio State. 23 carries against Northwestern. 29 carries against Michigan State. 23 carries against Maryland. I, I, there, there's a recipe here, um, and I guess it all comes back to identity, unfortunately. Uh, unfortunately. Um, okay, here's an interesting thought. Unnamed texture says, "We don't have a quarterback that threatens any defenses since since Casey Thompson has been out. It allows the defense to stop a run. I would I would rebuttal to that with saying how how much does Graham Mertz threaten the defense? Nobody's. scared How much does Spencer like in years before? Especially now because they don't have Clay Cundiff, who who we'll talk about tomorrow. He, he's their tight end that's out mm. for the year. But since when? I mean, in in previous years." Spencer Petrus didn't really threaten defenses. I mean, you you can go down the list. Um, Nebraska's allowed now. Now take taking Nebraska out of the equation when Nebraska plays those teams because Nebraska allows for the Tanner Morgans, reason. the Spencer Petruses, the Graham Mertz to look. Ryan Holinski, for God's sakes, look, to look like Heisman look contenders. Like all conference players. Yeah, exactly. But normal discipline teams. I mean, think about it. You, Graham Mertz doesn't scare Minnesota. And probably rightfully so. So, and, and once the thing, once again, Nebraska, and this is kind of goes back to what the next head coach is going to have to do from a foundation standpoint, basically gut everything, figure out a basic identity, whatever it is, but make sure that you have an identity that number one, you're confident in, and number two, can keep you competitive into games. And then you can worry about all the creative stuff after that. Because all that creative stuff we've seen, if you try to rush that stuff, you're gonna fall back when that stuff doesn't work because it's high, high, you know, high risk, high reward plays, mm-hmm. right? When those don't work and you need to gut one out, when you fall back, you don't have a, a, str- a sturdy foundation to fall back on as an offense. So Nebraska's got to figure this thing out foundationally, and may and and I, personally, I hope that you don't need a quarterback to run the ball. You don't need an element of a quarterback run to make this a foundational op- That's not. Mm-hmm. A, that's not a foundation offense. A, a guy that, that is, in the Big Ten specifically, a game manager, serviceable quarterback, a sturdy offensive line, and a running back that can carry the rock 20-plus times a game. That's how you build a that, winner. That, that is what keeps you competitive. Mm-hmm. However, now here's the thing. And, and this will be kind of the final thought before we get to the crossover. That's what keeps you competitive. What takes you over the top is when you get those playmakers on the perimeter. When you get those to- Samari 2-rays, the Trey Palmers.
0: To open it up after you yes. you've you pounded the ball up the middle yes. 12 times.
1: Once again, like Nebraska has pieces. Casey Thompson has shown the, the ability at times. Now, he's turned it over sometimes, but maybe not to his fault. Shown the ability to manage a game pretty well at times. Anthony Grant has shown to be able to carry the rock 20-plus times in a game. He's, he's a workhorse. He can be that workhorse. However, Nebraska has the complete opposite of a sturdy offensive line. And on from a passing game standpoint, you have guys that can't really catch the ball all too well right now. A lot of drops in the last couple weeks. But if you want to build on that, you have tight ends that Nebraska has not used. Underutilized again. Continued. Continue to unutilize them. It's an every year thing, really. Yeah. So it, it's just kind of frustrating, but I think that's why it's so important. Um, and t- going forward, you got to start throughout, throughout this co- this coaching search. It, it's I, you're, I'm going to say it so many times. It, it's got to be a foundational thing because you got to figure out a way. Um, once again, like if you, if you don't build a house without a foundation, it's going to fall. It's going to tumble.
0: Got to start from the middle. Same, and same go with out. your
1: program. Same with your program. If you don't have a a sturdy, strong well-built base that that once again that's where it comes with your offensive line depth all that think about Kansas State for example Kansas State Skylar Thompson not too big of a mobile quarterback last year now obviously they've kind of made the transition to Will Howard if Adrian Martinez is out and he's been doing just fine but Kansas State builds them or prides themselves on a strong offensive line a playmaker running back in Deuce Vaughn mm-hmm. and Skyler Thompson, who wasn't the most mobile guy, but he was a game manager, and they won games. They won seven, eight, nine games, whatever it was. Spread the
0: ball out to his playmakers.
1: But now you add that one piece of Husker fans might not want to hear it, but you add this one piece of Adrian Martinez that kind of introduces a quarterback running threat or option that can be used as a weapon rather than a relied upon... Rather than the offense. Than the offense, yep. And then you're able to have guys like Cade Warner actually be utilized in it like Peter Warner has like five touchdowns that's, this that's where it's at it's like when you when you find the right fit and when you have a good foundation and you're confident in what you believe in to where Kansas State for example doesn't need the quarterback run to be successful in their offense nope but it's a great added piece when it's there it is a great weapon to have in your back pocket that's what Nebraska I think needs to have It'll be a beautiful day here in Lincoln on a Saturday when you don't need some element of a quarterback running game to be successful or to keep you into a ball game or to allow your running back to get you know,
0: get his his own. When you can rely on your running back and your offensive line to make plays for you and then from time to time have an explosive play coming yeah. from from a quarterback passing out to a wide receiver or a tight end or, or such, the, the the likes. But, again, building from the middle and going outwards is what Nebraska needs to do. You need to yeah. start with the lines on both sides and then work your way out. Because if you can't get things done in the trenches, everywhere else, everywhere else is going to suffer.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's a big, big foundation uh, fix coming up, big foundation build. Uh, coming up for whoever the next head coach is. Like Mickey said yesterday, whoever takes this job better be ready to work. And I, I think Mickey has a has a pretty good feel of everything that needs to be done here, um, even if he's not the head coach. So, All right, let's get to a break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Strick and Nate for the crossover uh, when we come back on the Happy Hour.